Ultra. Back to the Cornetto Minute, the daily podcast where we investigate the gunfights, car chases, and proper action of hot fuzz one minute at a time. I'm Nick Jimenez. I'm Scott Corelli. Today, we're about to go off on Minute 18, which begins with a great big bushy beard and ends with Frank beginning to introduce the only female police officer in Sanford. <laughs> yeah. So, let's... let. <laughs> I think we know what the, uh, the thumbnail image of this is going to be. <laughs> episode but so let's talk about a great big bushy beard because the first time you see this movie it's incredible but it's not immediately something you expect would be quotable Mm -hmm. and i think now in 2018 going into 2019 i it's maybe the one of the most quotable lines yeah it's arguably the 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 thing that you can say and everyone thinks of hot fuzz. Yeah. Because what else do you use? There really isn't, you know, maybe right. like yarp, the greater good, the greater good. Yarp, yeah. Narp. Yarp, yarp, narp. Yeah. yeah. But a great big bushy beard. It's it, it's it comes a great big bushy beard. And it's the best kind of of, of I, it's my favorite kind of, of classic movie line because it's entirely it's like a, it's like a, it's like a J.K. Rowling spell. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, yes, you can say when Guardian Leviosa, but you have to be Jim Broadbent to make it magical. Right. It's true. Uh, Wingardium Leviosa. Yeah, exactly. Wingardium Leviosa. <laughs> uh, he was a wizard once. Yeah, he was. I was a wizard once. I I love too. So I love that. I love that line. Um, yeah. And I have to stop myself from saying it anytime I see anyone with a great big bushy <laughs> beard. Uh, but I. So so there's that. But w- when he says, uh, let's go have a mosey around, yeah. I, I love that, too. And then, you know, like, like evidence room. Yeah, locker room, riot. evidence room. Riot room. Uh, but I love that it's the same room. <laughs> yeah. I love that the locker room and the, and the riot room are obviously the same set that they've just redressed in the exact same fashion. Yeah, it's great. Um, just replacing shelves, for, replacing the lockers for shelves. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the same, exactly the same layout. <laughs> I mean, it's exactly the same. Just there's a porcupine in the riot room. Yeah, hedgehog. Hedgehog, my bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my varmints. Yeah, come on. Uh, Sonic would not be happy. In addition, in 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 the time it took to get from the riot room to the evidence room, Danny, I think retrieved an additional slice of cake. Mm-hmm. He's just he's going through that cake. Yeah, man. Well, he made it. It's his. Yeah, it's. A- I I also love the detail. This is stupid, but okay. So we get we meet the Andes. Yes. Um, in this, would, a trip to see the Andes. Yeah, which I don't had- think I've ever really appreciated before. Oh, really? I, I I think I've like heard it, but I don't think I've ever really like gotten it. Oh, I see. So we have we have a, a trip to see the Andes, uh, and. They are uh, great, obviously. <laughs> yeah. So the Rafi Spall Andy has oh, yeah. It is it is the Rafi Spall Andy has like his leg hiked up mm-hmm. in a very interesting way, and his shoes don't have laces. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> just like slip on shoes. Um, that being said, I actually really relate to the energy that both Andrews are giving off in this moment because I don't know. I feel like everyone has, has days at their job or maybe even jobs that they've had where they're just like, just don't fuck with me. Yeah. Just leave me alone. I'm lucky. I like this dude. Uh huh. Just leave us alone. Never <laughs> bother us with anything. That, that's basically my high school newspaper career <laughs> was, I was just me and my nerdy friends were just in our corner and just don't bother us. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, but I think the, the detail that I like is that, you know, obviously Rafi spell Spall, who is in all three Cornetto films, uh, yes. was in Shaun of the Dead as a much uh, uh, heavier set yes. yo- youngster. And, uh, and yeah, and, and according to, to Rafael Spall's Wikipedia, uh, which I believe their sources are credited, but still, you know, worth noting it's Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. Um, that was something that uh, Rafael Spall struggled with as a, as an adolescent, as a teenager. You know, we can see in Shaun of the Dead that, you know, it was a little, little heavier. Uh, but um, after being pr- permanent, preeminently, preeminently cast in fat roles, uh, he lost 77 pounds. Uh, at age 19 yeah and uh, started you know and he's you know continued to you know remain uh you know spelt uh, spelt and uh you know if it means that he's uh, healthier and able to be professionally active longer i say god bless it yeah no um, yeah for sure but I, I the the thing that i i i love about this bit is that is that the other andy andy wainwright right because yes. he's cartwright yes yeah patty considine yeah patty considine is Mowing down on on the on the cake. I mean, he's interrupted in the middle of it, yeah, but the, he's doing it. But the only person in the office not eating cake is the dude who lost seventy pounds, yes, and he's smoking a cigarette. And he's smoking a cigarette, which I th- that's got to be on purpose, right? Yeah, at like the, yeah, at like ten in the morning. I just love it. They just they. I I am fascinated with these guys' history because uh-huh. I think I have I have two main theories. A they're actually from Sanford, like Danny, but they just put on the airs of being like edgy and gritty detectives and, and naughty yeah. detectives. Uh-huh. Or they're exactly like Nicholas Angel, except they didn't give a shit. Yeah, they were gritty New York, like London detectives. Maybe they like accidentally got into some like frisky business and they got sent away to Sanford, but they just went with it. Yeah, and I can't decide which one I like more. I don't know. I don't know. I I like them too because they sort of feel like. Um the the detective characters in the other guys is that what it was with the oh show? definitely yeah they're and 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 that that of course that trope i think was originated or at least at least perfected in uh point break mm right but i think they're also in bad boys too i think there's also a pair of cops in the bad boys movies they're like hey fuck these two yeah fuck out of here yeah <laughs> Marcus, yeah, absolutely. Um, but I love, I love that that they uh, have those uh, characters uh, represented here. So tell us about uh, Patty Constantine because he was not in Shaun of the Dead. Um, he will be in The World's End, obviously. But... He will be, of course. Yeah, Patty Constantine, uh, a, a fixture in uh, in British cinema. Uh, in fact, he was once referred to as uh, the best kept secret in British film mm. uh, around the early two thousands when he was in a movie called Twenty Four Hour Party People that I haven't seen, oh, right. but I've heard is really good and has a really great cast. And uh, yeah, he was in uh, in America. Uh, one of my favorite underrated Ron Howard movies, Cinderella Man. Uh, oh. Paul Giamatti as a boxing guy. Did he have an American accent in that? Probably. Wow. Uh, yeah, he's been nominated for BAFTAs and he's directed movies like. Uh, oh God, Tyr- Tyrannosaur is that right or Carnivore? God damn it! God damn it! I'm just striking out today. That might have been Tyrannosaur. I was right. Tyrannosaur? I didn't strike out. I didn't, and if I'm not mistaken, Olivia Coleman's in that. 
So, yeah, just a, a great addition to the uh, to the. I, I actually I really enjoy that. Unlike the tropes of like the rival detectives, because mm-hmm. in Bad Boys Two and Point Break, I feel like you're supposed to hate those guys. Mm-hmm. They're supposed to be annoying, mm-hmm. and you, I I don't know if that was ever the goal with the Andes, but it certainly didn't come through with the casting you know because I, I think you really do end up rooting we're like loving these guys despite them being like total dicks yeah i think i think they're i think that's the idea is like they're supposed to be those characters they're supposed to represent those characters but yeah. you know he wants everyone to love everybody in this yeah. you know because i mean you're even supposed to love timothy dalton you know there's not anyone in this that you're not supposed to love yeah no it's it's a it's a very gleeful world but yeah because just... it, it is it really is like this movie is edgar wright and simon Pegg just like and and Nick Frost to an extent, just like giving doing a big group hug on like every action movie they've ever seen. Yeah, that's you know? true. So like, yeah, and any true action movie fan loves the the rival team of detectives yeah. that are just constantly undermining and disrespecting and shitting on the heroes of the movie. Mm-hmm. And you could kind of and yeah, I don't know with 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 Patty Constant and Rafael Spall, they just are able to you, you like a blue collar kind of like oh these guys are all right. They just they just don't want to. They're just really fucking lazy. You know. <laughs> yeah. There's uh, I also love uh, I also love Angel's uh, body language as he walks into the Andy's room, um, <laughs> which is just like, are we done yet? Are we done with this yeah. yet? Yeah, <laughs> it's just like I'm so over this. And yeah, it's. Great. He opens the door and they like, 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 like just like look at the way he he's just like, oh, okay, oh, God. all right. He yep. maybe could smell the cigarette smoke from outside. Yeah. All right, we're going. Yeah. <laughs> and just like, yeah, he can tell that like, yeah, like Patty Considine is frozen mid bite of cake, mm-hmm. as if like point yes, yeah, what, what, what do and, you want? And then afterwards, they are responsible for mainly like. Main, maybe my favorite bit, the, my favorite laugh in the whole movie. I yeah, think. Yeah, and I think one of the biggest laughs of the movie. It's it's it, it's it's the one every time I've seen it. It's the one that no matter what gets a <laughs> gigantic laugh. Um, which is uh, he says, "Do you know?" He tells he, he tell, Frank says to to Angel, "Do you know why we call him the Andes?" And he's like, "Because they're both called Andrew." And he's like, oh, I knew what you you were good. And then you see you see in the background, he's like, he can't wait to say what he's about the to joke, say because yeah. he's like, this is a great joke. And he says, <laughs> and he says, Danny says, uh, and talking to him is an uphill struggle, isn't it, Dad? And then just gets a, a trash can thrown at his head. I, I think the secret behind this joke being so great i mean it's a masterpiece in timing mm-hmm. and like reaction <laughs> and like his because like it and it's like you know he's, we're just watching it on a loop he's right so now it's gleeful funny about time. he's so gleeful about telling the joke and then so immediately fuck off like <laughs> and i think it's that it's i i don't know the first time i saw this i thought it was a filing cabinet <laughs> oh my god I thought, and i thought it was like supposed to be like over the top but even the fact that it's like just it's so big what they throw at it <laughs> yeah it, it isn't like a paper ball or like a cigarette it's like a whole ass trash <laughs> yes and it's just the overreaction is it's an empty wastebasket. yeah it's yeah. great oh god it's so it's so good uh and then we get the swear box in which all proceeds uh go toward the restoration of the church roof Yes. Which is a joke, I think, about the fact that they're about to break it to kill What's-His-Face. Yeah, Tim Messenger. Yeah, because it's not broken yet. No. But it's going to be broken. That's funny. In a little bit. Or maybe, probably the in-universe explanation is that it's like another problem with the roof. Like maybe a pigeon 
tried to kill God by like pecking a hole in the roof. Oh, something. see, I, I just think I know. I just think that they are they are preemptively. Oh, 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 it's, it's just a, yeah, it's great. yeah. They're preemptively um, uh, uh, re- restoring the church roof. Yeah, and uh, just uh, you know a little peek in the British life. Would you get in trouble at work if you were like banging a, or, or would you get a, is knob a bad word in America? I don't think so. Uh, knob, this knob. Yeah, this knob. I don't think so because it's like dumb as a doorknob. Like no, that's what it's. Yeah, yeah. And I feel yeah. like in the UK, it's more of like a like a penis. Uh, yeah, a dick thing. Yeah, I think you're, you're, I think that's true. Uh, I think that's true. And then yeah, and then the the c word is right above uh, the f word. Mm-hmm. Two whole two whole pence. Uh, uh no no it'd be it would be would it, it pence is sense isn't it sense i don't know i'm not gonna pretend to know like 50 50p I, po- I know harry potter money more than i know real British i think money. i think like 50p is like if it's like kind of like the equivalent of 50 cents and i think i think the that was like that i think the two pounds p two two p two pounds yeah. yeah have you ever had a swear box or at home did you ever have like the, the swear drive me neither no no, no, we never did because uh, I think we've tried it before, and then my mom would just want to curse, and she's like, "I'm not going to put money in there. I don't yeah. care. I'm the mom." <laughs> yeah, I remember not being. It's like so to... you're just stealing money from your children. Yeah, <laughs> like that's you put it in. Yeah, so it just didn't. It didn't work. And they then... would just. It was. It was. It just was that thing where it's like no one, no one like the when the parents don't follow the rules, no one else is going to. Of you course. know. Yeah. So it's like you know. Lead by example, parents. Uh, and then we get a, a, tr- a really just magical wide shot of just everyone. And I just love how Saxon's like looking up at Jim Broadbent. Yeah. At, you know, and it's, I love it. What a, what, a, what a great place to work, except for it's all built on a fucking lie. Yeah. Our first, uh, our first officer is uh, Tony Fisher, Sergeant Tony Fisher. Yes. Uh, who is introduced on a, uh, in front of a, uh, with his head in front of a chart. The chart of which says what makes a bad police officer in the center <laughs> circle, uh, and then with with other circles coming off of the center circle. But when we cut to the close up of him, his head is in the place of what makes a bad police officer. <laughs> so instead, all of the lines are pointing <laughs> to to him: disloyal, <laughs> rude, late, inefficient, un- unfit, <laughs> lack of leadership skills, noncommittal, and indecisive. Hi hi, hi hi. Oh, well, that's the messenger. <laughs> um, what is his thing? What does he say? Anyway, uh, but yeah, uh, he's the he's the one that was like, yes. What what should we do? Yeah, yeah, let's do let's do what he said. Yes. So yeah, I think that seems a little unkind. My memory of this character is that I don't. He never comes off as rude or disloyal. Certainly, late. <laughs> yeah. Well, we never know. I just think it's funny. It's great. No, it's he's definitely a bad police officer though, because yes. he never knows what to do with anything. That's no, great. So who is this guy? Uh, yes, this is Kevin Eldon. Uh, Kevin Elder, <clears throat> he of Fist of Fun, Knowing Me, Knowing You, with Alan Partridge, uh, a big, a big uh, Alan Partridge guy. Uh, mm-hmm. Alan Partridge, of course, a major blind spot in my uh, British comedy. Yeah. Uh, map. One day, one day, you and I just need to watch Alan Partridge. Yeah, I one think. day we'll just go through a Cougasons. Yeah, I agree. We love the trips. Oh God, I love the. We trip love the so trips. Much. Uh, <laughs> love them in Tropic Thunder. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I will. I'll do it. And then uh, he appeared in minor speaking roles in Game of Thrones. What does that mean, Wikipedia? I don't know. Is I'm he, surprised that he's as old as he is. is he uh, old? He's 59. Sure. Yeah. He. he you know, he kind of has like a Bill Hader look in Hot Fuzz. He does. He could be Bill Hader's dad in something. And Bill Hader, member of the Edgar Wright Repertory Company. Oh, yeah. I guess that's true. That is true. Thanks, Scott Pilgrim. Thanks, Scott Pilgrim. Uh, I saw something about him being on Doctor Who, and now I want to know what that was. Yeah, something called uh, Death Comes to Time. 
It was a uh, in two thousand and one where he played Antimony. Oh, uh, it is an audio drama. Oh, it's an audio drama. Okay, with the Seventh Doctor. Interesting. And Sophie Allred, Ace. Oh, I love Ace. Yeah, Sophie Aldred. Oh, and he's he's the other companion. Interesting. Oh, great. For, I, we, for, we should we should track that down. At we some should. Point. Yeah. I wonder if he's disloyal, late, rude, and affectionate. <laughs> I just it's so stupid. It's, it's such it, a dumb it, visual it, joke, and great. I love it. It's like yeah, like what was was he was he the one? Te- I love the idea that he was the one teaching them about this. Yeah, yeah, and then he's like got his head in front of it. Uh, so the next guy that we meet is PC Bob Walker and his partner Saxon. Yes. Uh, and Bob Walker, of course, is uh, the guy that we don't understand what he's saying. And uh, Saxon is a dog, so we don't really understand what he's saying. Either. Yes. Carl Johnson, a Welsh actor. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> his most notable role to date is the uh, title role in Derek Jarman's 1993 film, Wiggenstein. Mm. Uh, also known for his role, Cato the Younger in the series Rome. And uh, the BBC costume drama, Lark Rise to Candleford, uh, I will admit... Uh, very unfamiliar with most of this man's filmography. Uh, he, he appeared in 2006 as The Illusionist, known for being inferior to 2006's The Prestige. Yes, very true. Uh, so I do have a question for our British listeners. Uh, this accent that, uh, that, 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 that Bob has here, um, is this just a country accent? Is that just the joke? Or is this a particular accent that is like hard to understand? Sure. Um, I'm just, I'm just curious about the, I guess the specificity of this accent. Would this be the equivalent of like, you know, like a Pittsburgh accent? Right. One of the more kind of obscure, if you're not from the area. Yeah. Or like, uh, or like, uh, I mean, it's the same joke as like King of the Hill, right? Yeah. Like Boomhauer. Yeah. It's Boomhauer. Yeah. It's the, it's the, it's the British equivalent of Boomhauer, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Uh, let us, let us know, uh, what you guys think of this, this accent thing. It's and you know, it's obviously... I know that it's a it's a it's a big winner with with British viewers of this movie. Like they love this joke. Yes. Um, but I want to know the specificity yeah. of why. So similar to how, as a native Texan, uh, I find Boomhauer delightful and <laughs> oftentimes understandable. Yeah. Uh, I have a. I don't think I've ever talked on the show about my 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 little uh, my thing about dialects and accents and stuff like that. I actually I don't know. I have a pet peeve when people kind of dismiss them as like stupid and i think they're going away kind of as a result of like it's a sign of like being you know we associate like the southern accent with being like unintelligent or something mm-hmm. i don't know and you know people like you know the eastern accents like we kind of associate the boston dialect with being like oh you're like lower class you're sure. like, trashy sure and i think it's those kinds of different ways of speaking that make countries and places so different and exciting and cool and i love hearing accents and dialects whenever i go to places yeah and so it bums me out a little bit that uh, that you know, older people with you know, the we're, we're all kind of melding into this kind of stupid Twitter way of talking. So <laughs> I don't know. Nick Amanda is pro dialects. Okay, and just like returning to my desk. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, we and the minute ends right as we uh, begin to be introduced to Olivia Coleman, who mm-hmm. will uh, will go into her dynamic career even by 07. Uh, in the later minute in the yeah tomorrow's tomorrow's minute um but uh anyway i just i I just like that they're all it 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 just seems like such an open office i like how they're all in this one main area it just seems very Mm -hmm. it it sucks that it you know it's all built on a fucking lie but it just seems positive (laughs) it reminds me of uh it kind of reminds me of the police station in slither 
Oh yeah. Also very positive energies. Yeah, yeah. Before you know the, the happenings. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of that. That had uh, Star Lord's uh, grandpa, right? He mm-hmm. was the sheriff. He was the sheriff. I think no, he was the mayor. Oh, he was the mayor. Yeah, Bill Party was the sheriff. Played, oh right. Played by Nathan Fillion. Right. Okay, I forgot he was a. He was, that's right. That was his connection to everything. Yeah. I forgot he was. I I thought he for some reason I was just thinking he was like a random guy. Um, but yeah, you're right. I must be thinking of deep. He, he played a sheriff in something else though, right? Oh, I'm almost certain. Yeah. Star Wars grandpa. That dude for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway. It's later. That's it's uh, a minute. Is that yeah. coming? I don't know. Not by us. Not by us. Um, I think we're retiring after this, after the Cornetto. Yeah, no, this is our, uh, yeah. No, no pun intended. Not from this, this format anyway. Yeah, no pun intended, but this is our swan song. Yes. Not this particular season, but. Oh yeah, no, we're yeah. not just going to not do World's End. No, no. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, that's, uh, I think that's, I think that's, I think that's all we got here for this, uh, for this minute. Um, but I, I love being introduced to all these. No, a, all these a real guys. horn of plenty. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. Well, we will be back. Uh, but in the meantime, have you checked out the other podcasts at duelinggenre.com? Cause we have a lot of them, uh, lots of movies by minutes and, uh, lots of other podcasts, new ones on the way. Have you listened to geek by night, our original audio drama? Because, uh, that's, that's coming back. Um, we've got the second season brewing right now. We've got a, a holiday special coming out. So that should be, uh, on its way shortly after you listen to this episode. So if you're in the mood to uh, get some Christmas spirit on, uh, then maybe uh, if you haven't listened to the show before, you know, binge the first season and then listen to our Christmas special. Um, so that's uh, that's coming very, very soon. So uh, be on the lookout for that at DuelingGenre.com or wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, special thanks to our Patreon associate producer, Ed Foster. And we'll be back tomorrow with Minute 19 for the greater good. The greater good. We are the